identify themselves every hour. So, here we go. You are listening to the Winefellers on WHUPLP, Hillsborough, North Carolina. 104.7 is Wine Time with Mark and Joe on WHUPLP, Hillsborough. Is it Monday? Is it 5 p.m.? Are you within a six-mile radius of the Hillsboro Water Tanks Transmission Tower? Then listen to the Winefellers on WHUPLP, Hillsboro. Welcome to this week's episode of The Winefellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Wine Fellers. On the first half of this week's show, the mailbag. And then, breaking wine news from around the wine world with the Winefellers News Desk. And the second half of this week's show, I'm excited to say, once again, we will take your calls. And then hold another surprise wine pairing. This and more on this week's episode of The Winefellers. But first, Mark, the mailbag. Welcome. You've got mail. So what you, what you, what you got? I got mail! So what you, what you, what you got? I got mail! So what you, what you, what you got? I got mail! So what you, what you, what you got? I don't know if this is if I should be embarrassed every time I hear that song, but I am. <laughs> you do you? I'm embarrassed for myself. <laughs> I think we captured uh, you perfectly. <laughs> I, I just uh, it's embarrassing that I that I that I've attempted that song, and it's embarrassing that I. I oh, you I, nailed I, it! <laughs> you nailed it, Mark. Oh boy! Um, <laughs> so uh, first off. Uh, 
Happy Winefellers Week to you, Mark. Yeah, happy Winefellers Week. Uh, and I, I always enjoy starting the week off digging through the mailbox, the uh, whatever the. Well, that's not really a mailbox. What are these little boxes they have set up in the main office where they stick our mail as it comes in? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't well, know. Just, <laughs> like a just, mail bin. Or yeah, something. it's just a, a little, a little slat that says uh, Winefellers on it. <laughs> so it's nice to come in and dig through it. But I, when I came in today. For looking for something for the mailbag segment, uh, nothing in the mailbox. But then you said, wait a minute, we got some emails. That's right. Which is awesome. So I'm glad uh, glad we can hear from uh, from our e-listeners as well. Well, that's true. And before uh, we get to that email that you will read, yeah. I just want to uh, remind our listeners that later we're going to be taking your call. So we can't get to everyone, but please call us at WHUP, uh, 919-296-1169. And we'll take your Winefellers questions. That's right. So uh, back to the mailbag. You've sent me this email from a listener. Uh, 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 his name, Nathan, uh, who listens to our show on the website, I'm, I'm imagining. And he writes, Dear Winefellers, I am a local listener who found your show by accident about three weeks ago. Nice. Yeah, and we've been doing this for 50. This is our 15th show. I think so. So we've been doing this for 15 weeks. That's right. Quite Fantastic. A, uh, a few more, I guess a few, a couple more weeks than that. Yeah. I since think so. Uh, we had a couple, uh, you know, snow days or travel days there. Um, local listener uh, found us by accident three weeks ago already. <laughs> he says, We are probably, Mark, get ready for this. Uh, are my, he, we are his sixth favorite show on WHUP. Well, that. Wow. <laughs> really? We're, yes, we're a sixth favorite. Well, that's nice. I mean, I'm honored. I, I mean, I, we have some, a lot of good shows in WHUP, and maybe someday we'll move up uh, on his uh, internal list that he has <laughs> in his mind. Um, but uh, I mean, six is good. I think six is just fine. I mean, we have um, so many great shows on the program, um, and some uh, you know that stick out to me, of course— um, We've got Beggar's Banquet. Yeah, that's probably my favorite show. That's a great one. The, then, then how can we forget the Bomb Squad? That's right. Who comes on right after us? Who does a great show as well? <clears throat> if you, if you guys now, Nathan here doesn't mention either of those shows, but if he had, if he included his top five, I bet those two would be in it. Well, yeah, that's true. So I mean, we're in good company, but uh, <clears throat> sure. So anyway, we're number six, Mark. Okay. Uh, and one thing he noticed is that before and after. Every show, every segment, we seem to play, in his words, a dopey song. <laughs> He's okay. <laughs> Why do you do this? He asks. Okay. Is that you two singing? Right. And who writes the songs? Thanks and keep up the mediocre work, Nathan. That is too kind of him. I, well, is it? I mean, I, I feel that's almost we're getting a little backhanded compliment here if he's, you know. Six favorite show, keep up the mediocre work and dopey songs. But, <laughs> but he, we'll, we'll just we'll take him as his word that he, that he likes the show. Uh, absolutely, and he but he's he's right on there that yes, uh, they may be dopey songs, but we are actually singing in those songs. Yes, that's true. Uh, not well often, but we <laughs> but we are uh, we attempt to uh, write 
and seeing our own material, we found that that uh, it reduced costs greatly when we did this. <laughs> so <laughs> you could get a better song and uh, before e- e- and after each segment, but we can't promise you the quality. So we, but we can we can uh, we, we promise you that it cost uh, virtually nothing for us to do that. It, it was, <laughs> in fact, you know, every time we have a new segment, uh, part of the the fun is coming up with the new theme song, that's like, r- like for Mailbag. That's right. And uh, probably <laughs> our Mailbag theme song is the most controversial one yet. Uh, if you've listened to the show a couple of shows ago, we have the longer version of the Mailbag, which uh, our producer told me that it went uh, a minute and a half was way too long <laughs> to have as intro to a segment. Our producer almost quit. Over that song. Yeah, so we cut it down. It's still... It's uh, still, according to the producer, too long. Yeah, it's still really annoying, and we're the first <laughs> to admit that. But uh, but thank you, Nathan, and uh, thanks for listening to the show, and we'll, uh, we'll hope to hear from you again soon. Read some more mail next week. That's right. Mail, 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 Welcome to North Carolina's only fine wine newscast, where your good wine fellers, Mark and Joe, discuss real wine stories from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. <laughs> this week on the Winefellers News. Don't seem to appreciate North Korea as much as you used to? Relax. With Kim Jong-un's new hangoverless liquor, now you can once again. Then are you sick and tired of that next morning hangover? Well, time to hop on the hangover bus. Has the snowstorm locked you inside the house with no one to drink with? You are in desperate need of a blizzard, buddy, my friend. Now on the Winefellers News. <laughs> All right, Joe. Ah, we have some great news stories today. And, I can uh, see that. And uh, and thanks to you, I think you found uh, the majority of the, of the wonderful news stories. We always try to bring the most important uh, wine news of the day. And uh, we'll start with the first story. Our first story is, uh, you know, Joe, as I've said many times on this show, North Korea must be the best country on earth. <laughs> sure, it has put the world on edge after its supposed uh, hydrogen bomb test. Right. But North Carolina, I mean North Carolina. Yeah. But North Korea has more than made up for this misstep by inventing a revolutionary liquor that does not leave you bleary-eyed and hungover. <laughs> According to the state-run newspaper, the Pyongyang Times, yeah, very reputable source, Koryo liquor is made from a secret blend of ginseng ex- extract and glutinous rice instead of sugar. The Tintonganang Foodstuff Factory in North Korea claims that the alcohol is hangover-free. Wow. The liquor has been called a national scientific breakthrough across <laughs> the communist country. Oh, my goodness. I mean, is it true? (laughs) All right, look. Um, (laughs) 
the news source right right from the get-go it and when like they're always declaring in from the state news in north korea that they've solved something amazing you know uh kim jong-un i think single-handedly has done many things including bringing w- peace to the world yes uh curing childhood cancers yes and now uh, uh hangoverless alcohol I, I don't know, Joe. I mean, so uh, what our wine uh, uh, listeners, wine fellow listeners might not know is that both Joe and I are, we have shared an interest in philosophy, which is true. We Absolutely. both, we like to read on it and uh, and interested. And and to me, this sounds like an ad hominem attack, that you're attacking <laughs> the the source, the person, the kingdom un or the, or oh, the, or the, uh, or the people in North Korea, it, it, but not the message, which is, that ginseng extract and the glutinous rice uh, <laughs> made some you may you can make it into an alcohol that somehow uh, leaves you hangover free. Yeah, you're exactly right. Why would I stoop that low when really the easiest argument right before me is scientific? Okay. Okay. Uh, what is the feeling of a hangover? It's being dehydrated. Okay. The and so the easiest way to prevent a hangover yes. is to stay hydrated. Okay. All right. So unless they basically diluted this with water, hmm. like that to me would be the ultimate hangoverless al- alcohol. Yeah. Is the one with very little alcohol in it and mostly water. Well, what I, what I should <laughs> well that's a good point. And what I should also say is that I left out of the story was last year. North Korean scientists released a vaccine called Come Dang 2 that <laughs> reportedly cures HIV, AIDS, drug addiction, cancer, and Ebola. <laughs> From that same news source. How dare I attack that news source then, Mark? All I know is, is that North Korea has beat us once again. Wow. Wow. I mean... Uh, What's the name of that? Uh, com- <laughs> the Pyongyang Times. No, the, oh, the chemical cor- or whatever it was. Well, Koryo Liquor. Koryo Liquor's name of the liquor, and it's made from a blend of ginseng extract and glutinous rice. Right, but you just mentioned that their cure to Ebola came in the form of a very odd named drug. <laughs> That's the name of it. What was the name again? Kumdang Two <laughs> was the name that reportedly cures. These are true <laughs> news stories, by the way. Yeah, I you don't, look them up. Yeah, this is, up. Do we, not make we, these up. These are real. You can look them up yourself. These are real news stories. So speaking of uh, some names like this, and, and I, look, I'm, I don't doubt that's what they actually call this medicine, <laughs> but uh, the there was this um, uh, horrible... Uh, uh, there was a plane accident a few uh, years ago in that region, okay? Okay. Uh, and uh, made world news, a uh, tragic event. And American media outlets uh, wanted to know any information they could while they reported this to the public. And someone right. had the bright idea to call the news station, somehow fake that it was coming from the FAA office, Right, and got in the names of the pilots, yes. the fictitious right. and names they just of the pilots. Completely made it up, and it was a bit of an embarrassment. It was an embarrassment. I mean, they went on the news, and you can look this up again. Again, real news stories. Right. The on the local news and national news, the four pilots' names, if I remember correctly, um, uh, We Too Low, Bang Ding Ow, and Sum Ting Wong. <laughs> now. 
I, to me, that obviously is just fake. I mean, but they read they read it off as, like serious. That was real. And so then uh, you're uh, reading off this. Uh, right. What's the name? One more time. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds wrong. But it was. That's the news. I'm telling you, that okay. was on there. All right. All right. So, um, what's? Uh, tell me your take. On this mark, how can an out look? This is actually one of the things that might be in the realm of possibility for these people, right? Maybe th- out of all these fake things they're putting out, this one actually has a grain of uh, truth to it. Yeah, I mean, listen, let's face it: America's always putting out our news disinformation campaign to make North Korea look bad. <laughs> Isn't it possible that they've come up with this uh, real thing that you know this real drink hangoverless? Alcohol. Right. And it's and obviously it's not in our interest that they have come up with this. So, yeah, of course, we're going to, you know, <laughs> they're going to tell us it's not true. Oh, sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to believe it. You're going to believe it. All right. I mean, is it possible? It is possible, you're saying, scientifically. Oh, probably not. Is, does the ginseng have anything to do with it? No. This is all just <laughs> fake. Okay. All right. <laughs> Interesting, but likely not real. Well, well, then let's listen to the second story, which I'm sure will uh, this can be uh, independently verified. All right. Uh, hangover related. Yes, it is. Okay, Another if- hangover related story. If you are like many wine drinkers, the next morning ha- hangover can be the thing that most dissuades you from attending that evening wine tasting event. Well, if you happen <laughs> to live in New York, now there's a solution. The hangover bus provides IV drips <laughs> that take about 40 minutes and cost about $150. A hangover drip involves an IV bag that delivers vitamins and hydration to get you back on your feet. Many swear that this is the perfect way to avoid paying the full cost of a night's overindulgence. <laughs> so this is a way that you can uh, contract the hangover bus <laughs> to come over to where you are and get you going again, Jeff. I mean, this is just, and and these, I've heard of these, that some are in Los Angeles, you know, we're talking like, or uh, uh, Las Vegas, sorry, Okay. You know, big party towns where people are drinking a lot and don't, they're on vacation, they don't want to lose the next day. This is, to me, this, uh, of course, <clears throat> uh, real news story. Yes, real again. news story. Um, this, to me, is a perfect example of American culture, all right? How so? In, in this way, uh, throw money at it until the consequences of your actions go away <laughs> right rather than solving the problem of maybe you know, rather rather than addressing the issue that maybe we're drinking too much um, <laughs> how maybe, dare you Mark? maybe if i'm having a hangover the next day maybe there's something i need to examine uh, <laughs> with if, myself if no you... <laughs> no my solution is is that obviously it's not me obviously i don't have the correct bus coming around <laughs> giving me an iv drip and vitamins to get me going because if I had the right support staff, I wouldn't have a hangover. <laughs> Mark, I've um, I've gone online here and uh, looked up hangover bus. Oh, good. And you should see the rooms on these things. And first off, the name of the bus is Hangover Heaven. Oh. Nice. All right, and so That's nice. they're the world's authority on hangovers. They claim <laughs> world's authority. Oh yeah, Good. and so you go into one of these. Look, you can look at their uh, bus. It's a giant, basically, uh, charter bus, right? Hangover heaven, feel like hell? Question mark. Yeah, 
And inside of this bus, man, the rooms are incredible. Like sunken floors, personal napping areas. Uh-huh. They don't show a lot of medical equipment. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, I think that's the nasty part. You know? I think this is a terrible idea because <laughs> you're. I think you're. You get a lot of people who've who've consumed too much alcohol, and they know they're going to have a hangover the next day. But the worst, the worst part is, they may or may not be on the verge of refunding. Probably refunding their wine they have that night, but they know that they're not feeling well. So you put twenty of these people together on a bus. <laughs> they already feel sick. Yeah, and so. All it takes is one person oh. to go, and it's a domino effect. You know how it is, and it's just you know, the last bus you want to be on. Oh my I god! Mean, you know I'm right. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's some the, obviously people are using this service. Yeah, I mean, no, I wouldn't. I mean. Come on, man. I mean, 150 150 bucks. And how long does it take? Like 45 minutes, something like that. Well, okay. That's pretty good. I thought it was like four hours. No, you're just sitting there. I mean, someone puts, basically, someone's putting an IV in you and it's high, they're hydrating you. Uh, of course, you could drink some water. I mean, you could hydrate yourself that way. But, you know, if, you, if that's too much of an effort for you, <laughs> <laughs> then, then you can go on the, on the bus. And I mean, I just, I just love it, Mark. You know? <laughs> A pill to fall asleep, a pill to wake up, a bus to cure your hangover. Right. I mean, this is, yes, America, this just shows you how America has gotten too soft. Well, uh, what I see here is, 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 a fail, is a failure to innovate, Mark. How so? They, well, they don't have a bus that helps you fall asleep at night. They've got a pill. They don't have a bus that helps wake you up in the morning. They yeah, have a pill. Yeah. But somehow they've only gotten to the development stage of a bus, of a bus for hangover cure. Yeah, they don't have a, a magic pill. They don't have a pill. So what, I, what I'm seeing here is a need yeah. for that. You're absolutely right. And I mean, on our show, we've definitely come up with people who have claimed to solve the hangover problem. We've always we found problems with their solutions, and usually we've chalked up their cure to the fact that you have to take a bunch of water with it. But take this pill with a bunch of water. With a bunch of water. And so, yes, but, you know, I think it's a great idea. Keep it up. New York, Las Vegas, <laughs> Everywhere. Uh, you know, and hopefully uh, a hangover bus is coming to your town. And it's a real news story. A real news story. So our last news story. As you may know, New York was recently hit with a huge blizzard that basically closed down the city. Yes. Joe, if you had just a bit of forethought, you would have found yourself a blizzard buddy before the storm hit. <laughs> Last week on Craigslist, when it became apparent that the massive snowstorm was just wait was just days away, a high number of ads appeared looking for that special someone to keep them company. A cuddle buddy, That's for lack good. of a better word, to share several glasses of wine while you watch Netflix, have a snowball fight, or engage in consensual <laughs> snuggling, or... <laughs> or if you are like Joe and I, spooning. <laughs> One step at a time, Mark. Though experts say uh, storm baby booms are, are a myth. Oh. They say they're a myth. Really? But hospitals did see a 20% increase in babies being born nine months after Hurricane Sandy struck the New York, New Jersey area. So uh, 
a boom in uh, Craigslist advertisements uh, before the last blizzard oh asking for a blizzard buddy. They, so these, these folks, seeing the storm approaching, uh, they, they got their milk, they got their bread, um, they've got their wine, uh-huh. and the only thing that they're missing is a blizzard buddy. Someone to share... Sure, they knew that they were going to be stuck in their apartment for you know three or four days. You know why not share I mean, it with that so special funny. someone that so they've crazy. never met before? Um, you know, there's something uh, romantic about this. I get it. I mean, being kind of uh, stuck at home with uh, you know your wife or your girlfriend, it's it's like really fun. You get to spend a lot of time together and play board games, watch movies, just hang out, and there's nothing to do. But um, this is strange like str- these are strangers posting to, to craigslist looking for that special someone yeah i mean listen i think this is a terrible idea well well wh- do you think all all like personal ads on craigslist are a bad idea or this one in particular well this one in particular how so because okay you have your blizzard buddy you've connected with them they come over before the blizzard starts the blizzard's uh, raging outside you find out 10 minutes into oh the boy, blizzard oh boy. that you cannot stand this person <laughs> this person drives you insane and you have four more days to go it's like it's like a stranded island buddy I know. It's, like you're the, and you don't know who you're going to get. <laughs> I mean, they sound good on Craigslist paper, <laughs> but once you see them in person, they're not all they've chalked up to be. But, you know, listen, they're they're there, and <laughs> they want to watch Spy Kids 2 oh, while you want to watch, you know, the next Oscar-winning award movie. I don't sure. know. And it starts from there and just goes down south. This just goes south. Oh, my gosh. I mean, can you imagine? I can, right? You, I mean, <laughs> you can't kick them out of your house because there's a blizzard. Right, you outside. can't leave. I mean, this is. Uh, I I want to know the details of this. All right. Um, and so, if you go to uh, New York dot Craigslist, yeah. we're going to s- settle this right now. Okay. Um, and if you go there and look up, what do they call it? Blizzard buddy. Blizzard buddy. Well, they might not be on there now because I think the blizzard is sort of almost over, isn't it? Yeah, but sometimes they have old uh, listings up there, right? Oh, true. Or maybe they'll have like a blizzard cleanup buddy. Blizzard buddy, snow buddy. Yeah, they also call snow buddy. Um, But I think that's the two main names. It's basically a cuddle buddy uh, for consensual snuggling. I'm seeing some here, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're still up there. <laughs> Can you read me one? <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna try to find something That's safe here. For radio. Yeah, it's a little dicey, Mark. Okay. But yeah, basically, well, there's a lot of. It's funny. There's a lot of talk of Netflix and <laughs> fires <laughs> and bottles of wine, which is funny because you know. First of all, most apartments in New York City, you might not know this, don't have fireplaces. Oh, sure, <laughs> certainly not. But Netflix has a, a, a fireplace channel. Right. You just turn that on and it... Oh, they do. Yeah, it's yeah, a running nice. fireplace, basically. Right. And so uh, it's just a bad idea. And, you know, and of course, it's a blizzard. So, yes, someone's electricity and Wi-Fi, it's invariably it's going to go out. So then you're just stuck there with someone you don't like watching <laughs> no movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I really, I, I admire the, the spirit here. I mean, because I think it's, it's, it's like there is something cool about having someone in your life 
that you can get kind of you know uh, locked in with a snow blizzard going on outside. Mm-hmm. But that's with someone you know, right? I mean, a friend, a uh, yeah, you know you significant know. other, um, that uh, you know your spouse, where you know that you both like you know the Die Hard movies. Right. So you know when back when I was dating before I met my wife. Um, when you go out on a date with someone, I could, I mean, I think most people are like this. I could tell pretty much yeah. within five to seven minutes whether this person was going to be someone I wanted to spend, you know, additional time with or, this, or whether this is someone I even wanted to complete the date with. And, Absolutely. And so, you know, I think a blizzard buddy is the same way. Except this is like trial by fire, Mark. It really is. It's like you don't, you can't cut it short. No. You're in it for the long haul. And that, to me, just sounds a little terrifying. It is. I love the idea. On paper, it looks great. But you've brought up some good points here that I'm going to have to uh, concede to. Well, listen next week. And that's the news for this week. Find us online at thewinefellers.com and continue the discussion of these groundbreaking stories. This has been another exciting report from the Winefellers News Desk. Now I need to tell them what's about to happen. Your phone is ringing. You're talking on the phone with us. One fella phone with us. Everything you hear is real. Right here on the web So what exactly is about to happen? You're talking on the phone with us. One fella phone with us. Everything you hear is real. Right here on the web <laughs> All right, Mark, uh, we have a uh, caller on the line here, uh, Gerald from Eflind, who has, uh, I guess, um, been listening to the show. He's got a question for us. And, uh, Gerald, uh, are you there? Uh, yes. Uh, hi. Uh, I enjoy listening to you, fellas. Yes. Uh, so here's my question. Yesterday at Mass... After listening to the words of consecration, my four-year-old daughter said to me, Is wine really blood? How would you answer her question? Also, would your answer be different for a 70-year-old or a teenager or an adult? I will take my response off the air. Gerald. Sure, I understand. Um, <clears throat> Gerald, <laughs> um, Mark, I believe this is, uh, you know, this is actually getting into some uh, touchy, um, uh, I guess, some gray areas here that uh, we need to tread lightly with. Um, but I, I, I think we've, to our own uh, fault, 
I think we started this conversation last week inadvertently. Yes. Uh, so, uh, thank, first of all, Gerald, thank you for calling. Uh, it's a really good question. Um, you know, part of our news stories is we've been discussing all the wonderful things wine does, according to science. And, yep, yep, uh, yep. and so I know that uh, it was uh, – <laughs> uh, but uh, I know that uh, – we brought this on ourselves. Yes. And I so, mean, right. It was last week. And what we, you, you read off the, you know, for the latest time, you know, the 50th miraculous uh, disease that wine can cure if you drink enough of it. Yes. And so it's kind of interesting. So uh, what we need to do is we need to discuss um, what. So correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. <laughs> I think you probably know the Bible better than I do. What does the Bible say about wine? Well, <laughs> Um, yes, I, I know a little bit about it here, Mark. Um, uh, but what uh, what happened uh, last week? Just just to clarify, is we mentioned that okay, this is it. You know, after after this latest health kick that that wine has, a health benefit, we said, you know, what is this with wine? This is can't be true. This is like a miracle beverage. Right. It's like a miracle has occurred. Yeah, that's and right. and it did come to mind that um, another miracle worker had a brush with wine as well. <laughs> oh, are we talking about... <laughs> yeah. All right, we're talking about Jesus, right? Jesus. 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 Yes. And what what he did, we I think we, we said, was um, obviously uh, if, if you're into Christianity, uh, you understand that they follow a, a, a kind of a, a well... I think uh, Newton argued it was pantheistic, but really it's a monotheistic religion. They've got three kind of components to their God, right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the uh, Jesus, the God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, right? Okay. Three manifestations, three different ways of, of looking at God, right? Okay. And so each of them have all the uh, most of the capability, all the capabilities of the other, um, which is to be omnipresent, right? Uh, yes. Uh, omniscient, mm -hmm. and uh, and an omnivore mm -hmm. as well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they they can eat whatever they want. Mark wow. is, is the point. Well, the point really here here's where we got to it, and we will get to our caller's question. This is kind of a long way around to here, but we went into it <clears throat> arguing that maybe there is something about wine right. from a religious, from a almost an otherworldly uh, perspective, because as an omnipresent, omniscient being, mm -hmm. you must know. Of all of the most excellent beverages mm -hmm. on every civilized world in the universe, right? And that could could be millions, trillions, billions, in that order. Okay. <laughs> all right. And so, so why did Jesus choose wine? Was it because it was the best one out of the entire universe of drinks out there? We don't know. But moving on to the caller's question. That got us into this conundrum here, Mark, okay? Okay. I'm sure of it. His question was, is wine, I guess this is during a, 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 a Catholic mass, mm -hmm. where, uh, and now I'm not Catholic, Mark, but I do know that um, when the priest, uh, the priest transmogrifies this substance, wine and bread, okay. literally, Literally. Into the blood and body of Christ. So it's not symbolic. I, I'm sure some Catholics would say they believe it's symbolic. Mm -hmm. But I personally know others who 
literally believe that they are drinking and consuming the blood and body of Christ when they are at mass. Now, I'm not saying this is a crazy thing. Uh, I'm just saying this, uh, this is what my friends, Catholic friends, have told me. Now, could this be tested scientifically if, we, <clears throat> if, if a wine has been uh, turned into blood? Couldn't we uh, just look at it under a microscope and see if we see platelets or not? Or, well, uh, sure. I mean, there's any number of things you can do. But, but Mark, what you're dealing with here is belief. Right. right. And you can't not use science to disprove a belief because belief is not rooted in science. Right. Sure. Right. And so, I mean, I think it sure if you you took some blood and said, hey, so is this uh, blood then? Uh, and the you know, folks say, yeah, that's the blood of Christ now. And you look at it under a microscope and it's still just wine. They would come up with a, a reason. Uh, well, that's because right before you observed it, um, God changed it back into wine. So, uh, it sounds like you wouldn't even need to have a reason. You could just, <clears throat> on faith alone, you'd say, "Well, it's it's uh, blood, and that's that." Yeah, you're failing to see it, maybe. Right. I mean, any number of reasons. And and I and I don't want to get on a kick here where I'm saying, you know, this is this is wrong, right? I mean, everyone has their own beliefs. Whether or not they uh, find a way to coincide them with scientific fact, uh, that that's fine. It doesn't bother me. Right. And so to answer his question, his this was what did he say? Is his kid uh, asked him this? I yeah, guess. I think like uh, four year old. How kid? do you explain this to a kid? Well, look, um, uh, Gerald, um, I personally, and I think this would have to come down to your own personal uh, beliefs and 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 thoughts on the matter. But I personally would say it's yeah. This is look. This is not literally what's happening here. That's right. All right. Um, now I, I, we're probably going to get some more hate mail for this, Mark. <laughs> probably. <laughs> okay. Um, now, and I know, I know for a fact that because I have friends who are Catholic, and they, I've heard both from both sides. Okay. Some believe that it's just a figurative uh, thing going on. Some believe it's a literal thing that's 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 happening here. Yes, um, I, th- I think so. I mean, and I think I'm trying to think about it back in the in the day when this uh, when the Bible was written. And I think if you were turning uh, wine into blood, I could see why that would be done because both substances look similar. You can't you can't really test to see it of one's one thing or one's the other thing. Exactly. I mean, um, you couldn't say you know if you had some. Uh, I don't even know, you know, some, some, well, <clears throat> we're talking wine and in, into, we're talking blood and wine, two similar colored substances. Right. But, but in the example now, um, that we brought up last turn, week. If someone could turn wine into a plasma TV, now that's <laughs> something. Now we're talking, we've right. got a business plan. I mean, cause you know, that doesn't look the same and, and that would impress me. Well, well and, well, and look, you know, I mean, I mean, just so, so many angles to come at this here. And, uh, you know, if literally, literally, if 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 we if uh, the Catholic priests were turning um, wine into blood, mm-hmm. you know, then uh, the Red Cross needs to talk to these people. Well, that's true. I mean, there would be a um, there would no longer be a blood shortage, you're saying. Well, exactly. You know, I mean, uh, and and that you know begs the question, like. Um, what what blood type is Jesus? I guess we can know now. 
yes. if we can do this literally literal transformation. But I wanted to. I always <clears throat> assumed O negative. Yeah, I well, yeah, you know, kind of the universal donor there. That's right. So, so what I was thinking about was, you know, last week this was kind of stuck with me, Mark. Okay. So last week uh, when we brought this up, mm-hmm. uh, I started thinking, um, gosh, why would uh, Jesus choose wine? And so I had to pull back. I had to pull the Bible out of the bedstand, and I had to uh, look it up. And it's uh, I think it's you know John uh, chapter two. Okay. <clears throat> All right, uh, and don't quote me on that. Somewhere in that region. Um, and you know I love uh, the Gospels. Okay, those are you know the actual um, accounts of uh, you know uh, of these people observing Christ in action. Right. So it's like a fun fun read. Right. Right. And so I didn't think they were observing. I thought it was written. A little later, but go ahead. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exci- that, That's right. So, um, but anyway, it's it's in the Gospel of John, and he's uh, uh, and he talks about this mm-hmm. event where uh, Jesus is sitting around and uh, he turns water into wine, mm-hmm. right? And uh, the circumstances, I think, were quite interesting. Like, why wine? Because we were asking that. I'm like, if you know, look, if if Jesus could have turned anything the water into any drink he would have chosen you know uh the best one that, that's you know a planet a billion light years from here and you just got to try this guys right it's really good why not come up with something that hasn't even been invented yet yeah sure and so um but here's the thing he's sitting around some lady comes up to him she they're having a wedding party okay and they're out of wine right? oh i see and so she comes up to him and says uh hey man uh you know i, n- I heard you do miracles Oh. And we're out of wine. So this is just out of just a need. Yeah, she asked him for wine. Oh, she and asked so him. And so he made he he he's like, well, see those you know hundred liters of water over there. Uh, put them into bottles, jugs, and bring them to the party. Right. And, and you'll and you'll find the, you'll find out what's going on. And they bring it back, pour the wine, and the host is so impressed. He yes. says to the servants, "Listen, most of the time, you bring out the good wine first. And then wait for people to get drunk on that and then bring out the bad wine. Sure. And he says, but you saved the best until the end (laughs) when they poured this wine wine that Jesus made. And so because that's another question, like, well, would he go for more of like an 82 Lafitte or a nine or a 1990 uh, uh, Romani Conti? Well, I'm just surprised. I mean, she. She knew who this who Jesus was, and she asked him. <laughs> Out she, of all the she questions. asked him to turn water into wine. Of all, I mean, really, you have him cornered at a dinner party. Yeah, that's what you're going to have him do. Well, she didn't even specify how what he needed to use to create the wine. She just said, "We need wine," and he's like, "Oh, he looks around. Okay, okay. see those <laughs> see those jugs of water yeah. over there." I you should, you should I need a car. <laughs> I need a house. I need. I mean, just you know, go on. I mean, just I, yeah. Could you reveal the secrets of the universe? Yeah, to I me? need to know how the universe runs. <laughs> I need to know the purpose of it all. And no, that alone, I need <laughs> wine. <laughs> how, how fitting for the human race. Yes, it's like uh, you sure you want the wine because I could give we you other stuff. Eternal... No, no, no. Wine. We think wine is about as good as it gets, and you know, which which is you know pretty much true. That's why we run this, we run the uh, radio program because oh. we're trying to uh, discuss that every oh. week. Really. Oh, I mean, just we humans are hopeless, Mark. <laughs> I mean, are you sure you wouldn't prefer? 
uh, eternal knowledge. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, it's good. I mean, what am I going to do with it? <laughs> I mean, really, what am I going to do with that? It's, it doesn't change anything. <laughs> I just, I, I, I just, I just love how he must have gone through his life. Just shaking his head constantly. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, yeah, people constantly coming up to him and saying, I got this I, splinter I got, in I my got, foot. <laughs> I got some more, I got a little bit more water. Could you just turn this into wine? And like, I've already done that. Well, <laughs> I'm out of wine. <laughs> oh, yeah, but no one ever thought to ask him, hey, Make me the best drink you know. Yeah, make me a nice cocktail or something, but no. Uh, I mean, he's like, are, are you sure you want wine? Because I visited this other planet the other... No, nah, I don't want to hear about I that. I make an awesome mojito. <laughs> 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 I mean, really, oh, you got to try this. I mean, just just wine. No, wine. And I mean, but then you think about it this way, Mark. Um, why weren't they asking for beer or mead or something else? That's right. So in some sense, it's back then, it's like wine was kind of a big deal. Well, right. I think uh, wine was the top stuff you could drink. I mean, mead, who wants to drink some alcohol made out of bee honey? But I'm really, I'm really curious here because we could open up a winery, right? Yeah. Called like, um, I don't know, Miracle Vineyards. Yes. Okay? And, and it really, I, I, I would love Robert Parker to score a bottle of Christ's wine. I think it's going to happen. I think it, it Th- could. We need to. We need to do that, Mark. Thank you, Gerald, and uh, please call again soon. <laughs> he took us down a rabbit hole, didn't he, Mark? Oh boy! Very good. You know, Mark, I, right? Now we have to tell them what just happened. Your phone is ringing. You've been on the phone with us. You talking on the phone with us? Everything we said was real. Now, my favorite segment of the week. Your good fellers, Mark and Joe, explore the exciting world of tasting and pairing wine. And remember, we're always on the lookout for suggestions from you. So let's pop the cork right now on this week's episode of The Wine Fellers. <laughs> well, as you know, Joe, uh, as uh, it's 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 January, so that can mean only one thing. Yeah, it's Girl Scout cookie season. That I knew you were going to say that somehow. Of course you did. Now, <laughs> the girl, as you uh, may know, and I know because I intrinsically know the history of the Girl Scouts. It's just something I study. <laughs> that the Girl Scouts switched bakeries after 20 years, and this was in 2000. What? When? After in 2011. Okay. And when they did this, the uh, the company that owned the Cookie Rights name. Uh, oh. uh, they wouldn't allow them to continue the names of many cookies, so they Girl Scouts had to change the names of their cookies. Oh, is that like um? What was one of those that I remember so well? Well, there's Samoas. Oh yeah, 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 the coconut ones. That's right. What are they called now? Now they're called Caramel D Lights. Oh, I always thought they changed them for politically correct reasons. Uh, you can't call a cookie Samoas. 
Well, I thought it had to do with the northeastern <laughs> Pacific Islanders. Well, or something. well you I probably don't want to name a cookie that way either. So, <laughs> no, no, yeah, exactly. But then explain wow. to me why you couldn't name a cookie Dosey Dough, which what? is now a peanut butter sandwich. Oh man! And the uh, and uh, uh, Tagalongs, which is my favorite Girl Scout cookie, which is now has become <laughs> peanut butter patties. Wow! So the Girl Scout organization. Failed to secure the naming rights it, they of were, the cookies they were, they were selling. They were not thinking ahead. They left that with the bakery. <laughs> they did. Oh boy! So they had to change the names of many of their cookies. But so the one a question I get when I'm out on the street in Hillsborough, and I get this question a lot. Yeah, is people want to know, especially during Girl Scout season, is that what wine pairs the best with what Girl Scout cookie I have? <laughs> I always get that. Well, you know, you know, now you're onto something, Mark. You you go set up shop right next to the Girl Scout cookie table at the you know entrance to the supermarket. Yes. All right. So in the interest of that business endeavor, you've brought in some cookies. You can hear. So I uh, really I bought these uh, cookies on uh, North Churton today. There was a mother and daughter selling uh, cookies. And I decided that, well, this would be a great for our segment tonight because <laughs> I love Girl Scout cookies I do too. and I love wine. So the first cookie we're going to have is the Caramel Delights, which is formerly the Samoas. Yes, and one of my favorites, the coconut. It's got the chocolate uh, underneath, under undercarriage. It's really good. With the chocolate uh, lines across the top. Mm. I'm going to just bite right into this. It's like vanilla cookies topped with caramel, toasted coconut, mm. and laced with chocolatey stripes, it says. Mm. Now this is a tasty cookie, Mark. Now the mm. wine I paired with this. Yeah, what have we got here? Is a sauterne. Oh yeah, a nice dessert, dessert wine. It's a dessert wine. This is a yellow. Uh, all I guess our, all sauternes are kind of a golden color. Golden color here. That one's a little darker. Um, so no, it's, it's a, a nice sweet wine. It's a dessert wine made of Sommelier grape, and its grapes have been rotted on the vine, and uh, and kind of uh, produces a dense. Uh, the, the juice is more dense, and the mm-hmm. alcohol level that's more, that's more um, that's uh, that's uh, alcohol level that's stronger. And so sometimes sauternes can even have uh, caramel flavors uh, themselves. And so we're drinking a sauterne with a caramel delights, which is which is uh, the Samoas. And uh, mm, this is really nice. I really enjoy this. And so this, so I recommend if you're uh, eating um, uh, Samoas tonight that you try a sauterne. Uh, it's it's a perfect match. The strong acidity uh, can it, it's just it's just the perfect wine to drink with this cookie. Uh, I agree, Mark. Um, this uh, sauterne. What's the name of this one? Mm. This one is called Eau Charm. Mm. It's a 2005 sauterne. It doesn't just cost that much. Just a delicious wine. How how um. This particular sauterne mm-hmm. um, has, to me, maybe it's not quite as smooth as some of the um, other wines I've tried. But again, I'm not an expert on sauternes. Yes, this one's. A, I, I mean, mean, this is very good. Don't get me wrong. It is, but it it's is. got a, a tightness to it. It is. I mean, this could definitely uh, li- uh, linger longer in the bottle. It's it's a good sauterne. It's not considered one of the top notch, one of the best sauternes. Available, but it's definitely. I mean, I would drink this uh, any night of the week. I Absolutely, think it's, it's, it's great. Absolutely, yeah, great pairing there. I mean, I would give. A lot of people don't think that you can enjoy fine wine, and I would call this fine wine. Yes, with you know, just whatever's available. Girl Scout cookies, 
a grilled cheese sandwich, Slim Jims, as we've done in the past. Yes. And uh, I know you're, you've been, uh, as you open that bag of cookies there, the next one, you've been gunning to switch our Slim Jim pairing segment to the Squatch pairing segment. That's right. I'm, I'm more of a fan of Squatch. Uh, it just seems, uh, it's just more of what I'm looking for in a cookie. <laughs> a cookie. I mean, a, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for an, an, a meat stick. And a meat stick. All right. So um, here, here is uh, the Oh, next these one. are the old um, loop-de-loops. What this are they called? This is a, pe- a peanut butter sandwich, which is now called... Oh, no, it's called a peanut butter sandwich. It used to be called a dosi dough. Dosi dough. This is a crisp and crunchy oatmeal cookie with a creamy peanut butter filling. I see that. These look... I'm sorry, man. This is just an unimpressive-looking cookie here. It's yeah, I mean, but I like the peanut butter filling. And, and what we're what we are pairing this with is we are pairing this with a uh, a nice Zinfandel, red Zinfandel. Nice 1995 Zin. So I think peanut butter cookie goes really well with a fruity red Zin. You don't want the the the, the trick here is you don't want a wine that's high in tannins. Yeah, a red yeah, wine right. and high in tannins will not taste that great with uh with this uh cookie or most cookies in general. So I got a real fruity wine and it should really go well. I have a a, a 1995 uh, steel uh, yep. catfish vineyard Zinfandel. Let's give it a try. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, well, for not looking that appetizing. Mm. Oh wow, That's that fine. cookie's pretty good. All right, okay. let me do a little uh, Zinfandel here, Mark. Oh, that's good. Actually, dude, you're absolutely right. Now, the last cookie we're going to... That one's really good. It is. The last cookie we're going to pair with the same wine, because I yep. think it'll go well, the Red Zin, and this happens to be my favorite Girl Scout cookie, is the uh, Tagalong. Mmm. Now, the Tagalongs, again, my favorite as well. This is the mm, completely covered in chocolate, mm-hmm. peanut butter cookie. Mm-hmm. All right, let me stick that in my mouth here. It's melting. It's crispy vanilla cookies layered with peanut butter and covered with a chocolatey coating. Mm. Um, both have a predominantly peanut butter taste, so mm-hmm. a fruity red zin like the one we're drinking with, with low tannins, should really accentuate uh, It should uh, the wine should be accentuated, first of all, by the, the peanut butter flavors, I think. So I think this is a, a really great combination. Mm. Mark, I need just a little more of that Zin here, buddy. Oh, yeah. Go that right is ahead. just really, really good. So nice fruity Zin mm-hmm. with your Girl Scout cookies. So if you're like me and you've uh, purchased uh, some Girl Scout cookies um, today or this week, um, treat yourself right and uh, open up your three boxes of cookies like we did and open up your two bottles of wine. <laughs> See, now and this, yeah, th- this is what <clears throat> really if you want to, if you want to learn something about uh, an individual quickly. For let's say the uh, the Blizzard buddy that we went over earlier was uh, look, um, would you like to come over and drink wine and eat a box of Girl Scout Samoas? That's right. And if they say yes, I think that's the only test question you need. I don't know. I I I, I think you're right in the abstract, but if I'm reading a Craigslist uh, advertisement and says come join me with Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> And Red Zin, I think this evening's not going to end up well. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> you think the person's crazy. <laughs> and, and like, but I love that it's like the person comes over. Let's say they come over. Yeah, this, um, I, I also enjoy doing random fun things 
without any you know social constraints. I'll eat Girl Scout cookies and drink wine. That's right. But when you get over there, you find out that this was not random. This is oh no, we're this is what we're doing, <laughs> and we were doing this all night. Yeah, but then the, everything's fine, Mark. Okay, mm-hmm. that so this can't be the only question because then once they break out the cookies and you're halfway through the bottle of wine, your guest asks you to put on Spy Kids too. Right. Well, I think there needs to be a few more questions, <laughs> <laughs> right? But look for the for the pairing today, Mark. Mm. What was your favorite? You know, honestly, it was it's this Zen with the uh, what's the peanut butter chocolate covered one? Yeah, the tagalongs. Tagalongs. That's my favorite too. Tagalongs is definitely my favorite cookie, and this red Zen just goes really well with it. This red Zen would go fantastic with a peanut butter sandwich. I mean, there is something to it. Like, it really does. It's almost like you're drinking the grape jelly that's intended for the sandwich. That's right. And so as long as you stay away from wine that can be that's tannic, uh, you are in good shape. So uh, if you're at home tonight, open up your red wine and your cookies and, and uh, join us. exciting episode of The Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is, is that the fun can continue online. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com, where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines, cause I'm gonna die. With a twinkle in my eye Cause I sang songs, spun stories Love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow is another day The cats are out to play, to play That old rusty spaceship wants to sail Into the Milky Way again On a river of red, red
in summer the bushfires rage and rage and rage on such beautiful days and we fight them with water that runs through the cracks water we're desperately trying to save so we'll just live on wine and water my vines and sleep on the wind with the fires right behind You are listening to 